it, it amplifies so you don't have to worry about speak. Okay. Yes. Do you live in Hillsborough County? Yes. In what part of Hillsborough County? South Tampa. Okay. South of South of Tampa? Yes. Okay. Uh, where did you grow up? New York. And when did you come to the Tampa area? 2004. Are you presently employed? No. Uh, do you have a disability? Yes. And what's the nature of your disability? Fibromyalgia. In 2008, 2009, 2010, did you have any special hobby you like to partake? Yes. What's that? Karaoke. And did you partake in it a lot? Yes. And what was the nickname you gave it? Krakioki. Okay. Because of addiction? Yes. All right. So did you, um, where would you sing karaoke? There were numerous places within the area. And what area would that be? Brandon, Riverview, Apollo Beach, Ruskin. And in 2009, uh, did you come into contact in the karaoke circuit, for lack of a better phrase, at one of those establishments with this defendant, Michael Keatley? Yes. And um, at that point, uh, at that point when you first came into contact with him, did you develop a relationship with him at that point? No. Okay. Um, would you see him out at the karaoke uh, establishments? No. Okay. Was were these establishments generally bars or restaurants? Yeah, like uh, family restaurants and at night, like bar restaurants. Yeah. So let me move to 2010. At some point, were you in a, a an establishment where there was karaoke where Mr. Keeley, the defendant, entered? Yes. Do you remember what establishment it was? I think it was, well, they call it Ricky's now, the Docks. I think they called it the Docks. And where was that? That was on the corner of 41 and Apollo Beach Boulevard in the public shopping center. In the south part of our county? Yes. Were you there with other people to engage in karaoke singing? Uh, yeah, we had like a large table of people that uh, every time someone showed up, they would ask you to join them. And so everyone always pulled up a seat for anyone that they were familiar with and just joined the group. And how is it that your attention uh, was drawn towards Mike Keatley in 2010 at that location uh, when you were there for karaoke? At the time, um, I wasn't really paying attention, but I heard uh, 50 Cent was coming in and they, KJ would play uh, the sounds of machine gun fire and uh, people started saying, oh look, it's you know Mike, and I had no idea who it was, but they had told me that he had gotten shot. And, and what's, so. What's a KJ? KJ is a karaoke uh, DJ. And the, so the karaoke G DJ played some music from a rapper named 50 Cent? No, they, when he walked in, they, uh, the KJ would say, oh look, here's Mike, and then you would hear the sound of Machine gun fire. Here comes 50 Cent. 
kind of a dark joke or reference? Probably. I mean, they knew him better than me, so okay. I, I don't know. So at some point, uh, do you have conversation with this defendant, Michael Keeley, at that establishment that night? After being told what had happened, because I didn't really know who he was at the time, and I remember them saying that they were uh, collecting money, and um, so I had inquired, you know, who, who's this uh, guy? And so they told me, oh, he got shot, and this and that, and he was real sick, and so, um, yes, uh, I was intrigued, you know, with the story. Okay. And did you have a um, conversation with Mr. Keeley, the defendant? Yes. And tell us about that. Uh, well, he sat problem. down, and then, you know, of course, everybody says hi, and, and then, you know, I... He started talking about, you know, people were like asking him, how are you doing? And I, then I was like, you know, how are you? Yeah, I didn't even know who you were. I had met you before, but I didn't know that it was you. You look different. And so then I said, you know, what happened? You know, like, how, how did you end up in the hospital? Like, I was inquiring about what had happened. Did he tell you what happened to him? Yeah, he had told me what happened. You know, he said that he had gotten robbed and um, then he got shot, uh, that he um, died, saw God or Jesus, and that uh, he, Jesus had told him it wasn't his time. Are you a spiritual person? Yes. And when you heard him describe that uh, uh, well, I'll use a phrase, near-death experience, what effect did that have on you? I was very intrigued. I, I thought that this was a wonderful thing, that God had given him a second chance in life. I thought that that was uh, very powerful. And then did you have further conversation with him throughout the evening? Yeah, we sang songs and, you know, what... Did he tell you what he had done, uh, what line of work he had been in previously? Yes, he did explain that he was, uh, had taken a van and um, renovated it into an ice cream truck and, you know, that's how he made his money, like riding around in areas selling ice cream. Did he tell you what he had done for line of work before that? Um, an air, airline mechanic. Using uh, the 4th of July as kind of a reference point in 2010, when would this uh, incident where you, you've just described meeting him in a karaoke establishment, when would that have occurred? The, the trip? No, no. This, I'm just using July 4th as kind of a point of a reference mm -hmm. in the middle of summer of mm -hmm. 2010. The conversation in the karaoke bar you've just described, mm -hmm. was that before or after July 4th? That was before July 4th. Approximately how long? Do you, do you recall? Mm, no. You know, it was just uh, like any other person. We, we would hang out whenever the opportunity came up, so okay. I wasn't taking tabs on the time span. After, at, at the end of that night, did you give me your number? Your phone number? Probably. Okay. Probably, yeah. Did, did you have follow-up contact between you and Mr. Keeley? Most likely, yeah. Okay, well to you, be friends, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was fascinated with the story, yeah. And did you see him again? Yes. And tell us 
how often and what, under what circumstances? Um, pretty much the group that, that we had, we were very close. And so if, if somebody like the, a different KJ was playing, which, which happened to be popular at the time, her name was Sheila Tequila. Um, if we knew that she was playing, everybody contacted everybody and would say, oh, this one's showing up and we're going to be here. And so uh, that's pretty much how, how the group worked. So that the more people at the table, the better, the better mm -hmm. the company. And, and he was included. Now, is, is he going is he gonna to be there? You know, so probably like that. That's how it went. At some time in the summer of July of 2010, did you develop a relationship? A personal we started hanging out at different karaoke places. He showed me a couple of places. And the, or we would also uh, say, are you going to be there? Yeah, so I'll show up or I'll try to be there. And yes, we would hook up at the, uh, the karaoke place. And did you develop a, a personal or romantic relationship with him for some period of time? At the time that we, when we would get together, it would lead, it led towards that. Like uh, you, there was an attraction. My attraction towards him was, he seems like a really nice guy, you know, and uh, he did talk about God. And so I felt like we had a lot in common. Okay. You indicated that his appearance had changed in 2010 from when you had seen him earlier in 2009. In yes. What, in what manner? When I first saw him, he seemed like scraggly, uh, you know, unkept, um, you know, just like sloppy looking. And I just was not, I just was not And in 2010? Very different. Um, he looked healthy, clean cut, had gained some weight. You know, he looked attractive. He looked much more better than how he looked the first time. Did he give you any... During this time, uh, did in any conversation, did he describe to you the race of the individuals early on in your conversations that have been? I'm sorry. In, in uh, during your initial conversations with Mr. Keeley mm -hmm. at the karaoke bar, when he told you about having been robbed uh, on his ice cream uh, van, did he tell you the race of the individuals? Yes. What race? He said they were black. Did he tell you how many and what uh, sex of the individuals? Um, he, I don't remember how many he okay. said, but you know, like two or three guys okay. and a girl. He didn't say the girl was uh, black. He did not. No. Do you recall what he Hispanic. said? Hispanic. Yeah. All right. As your relationship developed, did you meet his family, his parents? Yes, very nice people. And did you go to their residence? Yes, I did. And how many times approximately did you visit the Keatley's residence? Um, in a week, I would say like two, three times. Are you saying two, three times on average? or is that On average, on yeah. Average? Like, oh. yeah. Like two, three times I would visit, sometimes after work or on the weekends. And for how many weeks do you think this kept on? More than one week? Oh yeah, more than one week. I would say a couple of months, maybe. Okay. So is it correct that you would have been over to their residence <coughs> two to three times a week for about a couple of weeks? Yeah. Okay. Um, was the defendant, Michael Keatley, living in the same house that his parents were living in? If it's the farm, the farmhouse, yes. 
I'm going to show you a, a series of photographs. They are exhibits number one. Um, if I may have a moment. One oh five, one oh six, one oh six A, one oh eight, one ten, one twenty four, one twenty five, one twenty seven, one twenty eight, one thirty, one thirty one, one thirty two, one thirty three, one thirty four, one forty two, and one forty three from top to bottom. I'm just gonna place give them to you, ask you to take a look at them and see if you recognize the locations that are depicted in those photographs. Do you recognize each of those uh, photographs to be photographs of the Keatley uh, residence? Uh, and yes. The rooms inside the Keatley residence? Yes, except uh, for this one. Okay. Well, don't, here, just, uh, you would just oh, give okay. those to me? Yes. The ones that you do not? And yeah. This, okay. Yeah. So you do not recognize then 133 and 134, is that correct? Yeah, I don't okay. recognize that at all. And again, my question is, do each of those photographs fairly and accurately depict the, either the exterior of the Keeley residence uh, as it appeared during the time frame you would visit, mm -hmm. or rooms within the Keeley residence? Both. Okay. Your Honor, I would move into evidence, and thank you, exhibits 105, 106, 106A, 108, 110, 124, 125, 127, 128, 130, 131, 132, 142, and 143. No objection. No objection. No. It'll be admitted. Now there's a TV monitor to your left, ma'am, and I'll be publishing them on a screen here, and you should be able to take a look at them, okay. hopefully. Um, Yes, please. All right, convert to. Push the button. Thank you. All right. Again, showing you states exhibit 143. Do you recognize that as the exterior front of the house of yes. the Keeley residence? Yes. Where, where Mr. Michael Keeley, the defendant, was living with his parents? Yes. And 142, is that a shot of uh, the exterior fence surrounding it, the front of it at least, and mm -hmm. the, the drive leading to the residence? Yes. Now, when you would visit the Keatley residence at times, uh, would you watch TV in yes. the residence? Yes, yes. And would, would Mr. Keatley, the defendant, be in the same room while you were doing that? Mm-hmm, yes. And was that, would that be in uh, a, a family room or a living room? It could be called any different things. The living room. Okay. Let me show you what's in evidence of States 106. 
Do you recognize that photograph? The, what room? What room does this depict? The living room. Okay. okay. Can you give us an idea of how frequently you would visit Mr. Keeley, where you would spend mm -hmm. time with Mr. Keeley in this living room? Um. In the living room. Maybe about four or five times, maybe. Would there be a specific place you would sit to watch TV? This sofa. And could you, and is it, um, hmm. which sofa? Uh, the one in the lower right-hand corner or the one in the middle up to the left-hand side? The lower right. Okay, where would Mr. Keeley, the, the defendant, mm. sit? On the left. In the easy chair? The recliner, okay. yes. Do you see a laptop computer shown in that uh, photograph? Yes. Okay. In, in any of the times that you visited Mr. Keatley and spent time with him in that uh, living room, did you see Mr. Keatley uh, use that uh, laptop? Yes. Okay. And was he using his hands to operate? Yes. Do you know what he was, what would you be doing as he's doing that? Watching TV and at, at the time he was also looking up some information about my house. Okay, we'll get into that in just a second. Okay. Showing you States Exhibit 106A. Is that another cop, uh, photograph of that last same laptop? Yes. Okay. So. At that time, uh, did you own a home? Yes. Is it the same home that you live in now? Yes. Right. Were you divorced uh, from a, a prior husband at this time? After 2007, yes. Okay. And uh, was that home part of the settlement? Yes. All right. Did there come a time when uh, Mr. Keatley, the defendant, assisted you in finding out some information that pertained to your home? Yes. And did he use that laptop shown in these photographs to do that? Yes. Okay. Tell us about what type of information this defendant was able to uh, assist you in locating. Yeah, he had told me that he had access to real estate and that um, he was able to find out information about the value of my home. And then did that develop into more information? Yes. Tell us about that. It developed into the information f that he found out that my ex-husband had taken out a loan against the house without my knowledge. And that was surprising to you? Very, yes. Did, did you have the ability or the knowledge at that time to conduct such a search on a laptop or any kind of computer? No. Okay. Um, were you grateful for Mr. Keeley's assistance? Tonight? Very, very grateful. And this is during a time period in the summer of 2010, is that correct? Yes. Did you understand that you were in an exclusive relationship with him during the couple months that you dated him? I assumed. Okay. All right. Um, so. 
during these couple months um, that you dated him, uh, describe for us your observations as to his, if he had any physical limitations that you observed. Um, not really. Um, I wasn't really aware of any physical limitations. What, did you, were you aware that he'd been injured? Shot. He had told me. He had told me that he had gotten shot, yeah. And were you aware that he had undergone some type of surgical procedures and was undergoing therapy? Uh, I don't know about the therapy, but he did mention something about surgery, but um, I, I wasn't really paying attention to the story. Did you notice anything unusual about uh, his gait, his walk? No. And were there farm animals on that property? Uh, yes, there were. What type? Um, there were sheep, I believe, or goats. There were goats, not sheep, goats. And there were baby calves. Did you uh, assist Mr. Keeley in any fashion in taking care of the goats on one or more occasions? Not the goats. What, what did you assist with, if anything? With the calves. Okay, and tell us what you did and what you observed Mr. Keeley doing in taking care of the calves. I had pulled up and he was in the middle of, um, he had just told me that he picked up some calves at an auction, I believe. Okay. And um, they were being put inside of this um, uh, trailer, it was a trailer, okay. and then they were to be fed. So um, I assisted in feeding. And what type of feed was given to them? Um, they were like baby bottles. What? They looked like baby bottles. Okay. And so the, the formula was already prepared. And what did you observe Michael Keeley do? Oh, doing the same thing, pretty much feeding the calves and then uh, also um, trying to clean up. And in feeding the calves, what did that involve with these? Ugh. You have to hold their mouth and then they have to latch onto the, but you have to stick your finger in their mouth first, I believe, and then once they start sucking on your finger, then you pop the bottle into, the, into their mouth so they can feed. It's gross. You cringe. But I love animals, so it, it was okay. Okay. So you did that? Yes. I, he showed me, you know, what to do, how to... You put the finger, then when they start sucking, then put the bottle inside their mouth so they can continue to suck the formula out of the bottle. And did you have to use both of your hands to do that? Oh, yes. Yeah, I was holding the mouth. You have to hold up the mouth and then the bottle at the same time. So it requires the work to get it done okay. if they're going to feed. Did you see Mr. Keeley do the same with both of his hands to another calf? Yes. You said there was something about cleanup afterwards? Yes, uh, you know, they pee and poop, and so the trailer has to be cleaned out. And did you do that? No. Who did that? Uh, Mr. Keeley. And, and what did he do, how did he do that? With the hose, there's a hose. There was one like right there outside of the, outside of the trailer. Okay. And that requires the spraying of the water. Did it have a thing. nozzle on the end? That I don't, I don't know. Okay. I wasn't like, watching to see if there was a nozzle.
when you saw Mr. when Mr. Keeley would use this laptop computer, did you pay any attention to uh, how he was typing? Whether he used all the fingers or one or two or anything? Um, I worked on a computer every day for a very many for a long time, so it was just like anybody else that would type on a computer okay. quickly. Showing you states 105, is this a view of from the living room back towards the kitchen area? Yes. In the home? And showing you states 110, you recognize that as the, the kitchen area itself, part of it at least? Yes, from the bedroom looking to towards the There kitchen. There appears to be some clutter or items strewn about. Was, uh, was the house kept in that condition normally? Yes. Okay. Showing you what's in evidence is states 108, uh, another view of a different portion of a kitchen with a, a set of white curtains near a refrigerator. What room is on the other side of the white curtains? Do His know? bedroom. Who's? Uh, Mr. Keatley's. The defendant's? Yeah. Okay. And states 10, excuse me, 124, is that another closer view as you would step towards the Mr. Keatley's bedroom uh, through those curtains? Yes. Showing you states exhibit number 127. Uh, was that uh, Mr. Keeley's bed in, the, in that room? The hospital bed, yes. Okay. Showing you states 125. Is that a different view of uh, some type of open closet with near the bed? Yes. Of uh, Mr. Keeley, the defendant's room? Mm hmm. Yes. States 130, is that another view of the bed, the bedroom as you uh, know it to be? Yes. Okay. States 128, is that another view of portion of the bedroom? Yes. Mr. Keeley, the defendant's bedroom, that is? Can you show it to me again, please? Sure. <coughs> Yeah, as soon as you walk in, it's on the right-hand side. That's what this is? Yeah. Okay. As, as soon as you walk in from the kitchen? Yeah. Okay. So, about when did you uh, stop uh, dating him, approximately? I don't know. Were you with him on Halloween? No. So, would it have been before Halloween? Before Halloween, yes. Okay. Were you with him on July 4th? Yes, I was. And how is it that you remember that you were with him on July 4th? Uh, I was invited to go with them and him and his family to um, <coughs> Mount St. Dora, I think it's called. I'm not sure what the name of what the town was. What was it, Mount Dora? Like another home that they had there off the lake. And whose home was that? The home of uh, the parents, the parents' home. So you were invited up for that weekend? Yes. By that time, were, had, were you dating him already? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So for a time frame, you were dating him at some point from July to some point in October? Is that about right? Um, 
I'm not sure when in October, though. I'm just, okay. Yeah. Now, did Mr. Keeley have a, the defendant, have a vehicle that you knew him to use and drive? A truck, a white truck. Three photographs, states exhibits number 189 A, B, and C. And you recognize the, the vehicle? That's shown in there? Yes. What do you recognize that vehicle to be? A Mr. Keeley's truck. This defendant's truck? Yes. Okay. Got to move states 189A, B, and C into evidence? Any objection? They'll be admitted. And did you observe him to drive that vehicle himself? Yes. Did you observe him to have any difficulty driving? No. Were there had you ridden in with him on one or more occasions? Yeah. And showing you states 189B, is that uh, the interior, front interior of the vehicle? Yes. Was it kept in somewhat cluttered condition while you were with him? Yes. And were there also work items in there, mechanical items in there? Yeah, showing you states 189C. In the back, yeah. Okay. Is this? The, the approximate condition that you saw it in when you were dating him in that summer? Yes. At that time, were you working? Yes. And what were you doing at that time? I was working for HealthPoint Pediatrics, front desk, medical records, verification, co-payments, all over the office. At some point, did you uh, have a piece of furniture that you wanted to move from that office to your home? Yes, the office manager had said that she had a shelf that she no longer needed. That's where we were keeping our medical records, the files, and so she said if anybody wanted it, and I was like, oh, definitely, I want it. And how? How big was this shelf, do you recall? Is it still in your home today? It's still in my home today, and um, it's probably as tall as the podium and as wide as the panel. Uh, okay. The one the one panel. The one panel, well, the jury cannot see this side of the panel, so. Well, for the two uh, members of the jury, from there to there, and then as high as the podium. Okay. So, uh, I'm not going to use myself as that. Well, that's a, it's an estimate. It's an estimate size, yeah, to give an idea. Yeah. Um, but it had some considerable size to it? Yes. All right. And did you, were you capable of moving it yourself? No. Neither was the manager. We, we, we were not able to. Did you ask for anyone to move it for you? 
Um, we did have one male employee at the office, but uh, he wasn't touching it. And ultimately, was it moved from the office to your residence? Yes, it was. And by whom? Mr. Keatley. And what, did he have any assistance when he moved it? I didn't see that he had assistance. Um, from what I understood, the manager. Uh, should... uh, hold on, don't, don't tell us what you, someone told you. Okay. Oh, don't speculate, only what you observed. I didn't see him move it. Okay. Uh, did he come to get it? Yes, he did. And did he deliver it to your house? Yes, he did. Were you home when he delivered it? Yes. And was anybody else, did he bring it into your home? He brought it into my home. Was anybody else helping him carry it into your home? No. Okay. Um, where was it put by Mr. Keeley? In my living room. Did he have a dolly? You know what a dolly is? Yes, I know what a dolly is. Did he use a dolly? I'm pretty sure he did. Okay. Did he have his truck that day? Yes, he had his truck that day. All right. Did you make any comment to him about his ability to move that heavy piece of furniture? Yes, I did. And did he respond in any, with any type of um, metaphor or analogy? Yes, he did. What did he say? I'm retarded strong. Okay. While you were dating Mr. Keeley, did you see any type of firearms in his residence? Yes, I did. And did he show you any firearms? Yes, he did. Okay. Were they handguns, pistols, or rifles, or both? Hand handgun and rifle. Talk about the handgun. Um, do you know anything about handguns? Uh, you know, a little bit. Okay. Did Mr. Keeley describe to you what type of handgun it was? He probably did. Do you remember today? No. Okay. Um, did you ever shoot any of Mr. Keeley's handguns? Yes. He asked if I wanted to try it out. And did you? Yeah. On how many occasions? One occasion. And where did you shoot it at? Um, towards the side of the farm. The farm. What were you building. shooting at? Um, there were some cars that were in the field, and they were used as target practice. Was Mr. Keeley with you when you shot the firearm? Oh yes. And did he shoot the firearm? Yes. Did you observe him to have any difficulty shooting the firearm? No. When he shot, could you hear any sound of metal indicating that when he shot the projectile it struck metal? No, because it was kind of far. Okay. Mm -hmm. You mean that the car was from where you were shooting? Yeah. <clears throat> Did you shoot just one shot or multiple shots? I'm not sure how many. There was like, it had a, a, a a lot of kick to it, so probably just a few shots. I don't even know if I hit the target. <laughs> okay. Did Mr. Keeley shoot one shot or more than one shot? More than one. Um, did you ever see him clean or maintain that weapon? <coughs> yes. Tell us what you observed Mr. Keeley, the defendant, do in regard to cleaning or maintaining that weapon. It was uh, at the time that I had shown up. Uh, the, it was already sprawled on the kitchen table. <coughs> he was in the process of cleaning up his weapon. 
Okay, and did you see him reassemble it? I didn't see him reassemble it, but I saw him that he was uh, cleaning it. I wasn't really uh, paying that much attention to it. Was he using both hands when he was cleaning it? Yes, he was. He had gloves on. Okay, yes, all right. And were his parents at home at that point? No, his parents were not there. Did you ever see a, a person by the name of David Beckwith? Did you ever know that person? No. Okay. Did you ever see Mr. Keeley load that handgun? Do you recall? He wanted me to load it. Well, tell us about that. Uh, he was telling me that uh, he couldn't do it because of his gloves. That, and I said, well, then take off your gloves because in my family, uh, there are family members that have weapons. There are police officers, and they had told me, don't ever touch yes, someone else's. It's not offered for the proof of matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just took the advice from someone. And you didn't load it? No, I didn't want to. Did you ever see Mr. Keeley fire any type of long weapon or rifle? Yes. And tell us about that. It was um, new to him, and he Did wanted he to test it out. Interrupting. Did he indicate where he had obtained that weapon? By uh, mail order. And continue, please. I interrupted you. Was it was it on, at the Keeley home? Yes. I'm sorry. Please tell me what you saw. Um, yeah, it was nighttime, and um, he wanted to test it out. So we went towards the um, where the entrance way is. It's like the lanai to that door, and um, I stepped out, and he was right between the door and the um, the entrance, and then he proceeded to shoot it up into the air. Do you recall whether he used one or more or both hands? I recall one hand, like sideways. You having having it raised along yeah, his side, yeah, like holding it like this. Uh, if he had his hand on the other one, I, I wasn't paying attention, but I do remember him pointing it up into the sky. I was concerned because I was, it's very loud. It was very loud, and I had said the neighbors might think there's something wrong. Ah, oh, the neighbors, they, you know, they do it all the time. It's no big deal. Let me show you. States Exhibit number 110. That view from the kitchen table looking to the left to the living room. What is to the, the section to the right as I'm pointing to it? Uh, that would be the, the entrance, the entrance way. So I, I would call it the foyer. Okay. To the home. And so that was the door to where we were standing. Was it through this door that you've indicated he walked out and fired the and weapon? And fired, yes. Okay. Did you notice any type of attachment to the weapon? Uh, it was like a Tommy gun kind of round contraption. And was that, where was it on the gun? Uh, it's like those old fashioned gangster kind of things that it's like towards where the... Underneath it? Yeah, underneath where they, where, they, where you pull the trigger. Let me show you a couple photographs. <coughs> States 120 Excuse me, 132. Do you yeah. recognize this item? Yeah, it looks like that. It's in it the middle like of that. 132? Mm 
Is that the item that you saw attached to the wall of the rifle? Yeah. And showing you states 128. Am I pointing to the same item? That looks exactly the same. Did you ever see this large black case that I'm pointing to? I don't remember that black case, no. What do you remember about the, the weapon itself, <laughs> uh, the rifle? Do you the rifle what, itself? Do you remember what color it was or anything? It was like blackish. Okay. I'm jumping back to you, um, around on you, I should say, going back to when he was, he found the information concerning the lien or loan against your house, that he found information on the computer. <coughs> Did he describe his computer skills to you in any fashion? No, he only said that he was very savvy on uh, real estate and certain things. Now you've indicated to me earlier that in one of some of your initial conversations he described the individuals who had robbed and shot him as African American as black, is that correct? Right. During the time that you were with him, did he did he change or change his mind as to the ethnicity or race of the individuals who were responsible for shooting and robbing him? Yes, he did. Tell us about that. Um I don't know if it's hearsay, but that he had told me that people were telling him that it wasn't uh, that it wasn't black; it was uh, Hispanics. That it was a gang. Did he ever show you the location where he had been robbed and shot? Yes. Were you, and how did you get there? I mean, what I mean by that is, what manner of transportation? My car. Who was driving? Me. What was Mr. Keeley doing? Giving me directions how to get around and show me around. On that occasion or any other occasions, did, it, did uh, you, were license plate numbers ever read, read aloud? Yes. Was it that, that occasion? No, that was another occasion. Okay. Um, well, what came first? When he showed you where he had been robbed and shot or where uh, there was another occasion where license tags were read out loud? When the first occasion is when he showed me where it was that he had gotten robbed and shot. Okay. And after that at some point, mm -hmm. there was another occasion where you were in a car with him? Yes. Whose car? My car. Who was driving? He was driving. Okay. What type of car did you have at that time? At the time I had, I believe it was the uh, Volkswagen Jetta. Is that an uh, automatic or a manual transmission? I'm not sure because at the time I had switched cars, so I'm not sure if it was a um, stick. Okay. So tell us about this. How, how did it come about where the license plate numbers came up in conversation? Um, he had mentioned that he was disappointed in the way that the police were failing to do their job, and so he felt that he needed to um, try to solve it 
on his own. And so, but he did have some assistance from other people. Um, the best thing that he could uh, think of was to try to get licensed tag numbers of people from that area that he had showed me. And so his instructions to me were, go in the glove compartment, um, get, grab a piece of paper, get a pen, and I'm gonna start reading tag numbers to you and I want you to write them down. Okay, what happened? So he had this like wacky hat on and it was obvious he didn't want to be seen, but I was upset because it's my car and I was very much seen. So if anybody, you know, a small car that doesn't belong in that neighborhood, riding real slow, I was upset. Did you see people on the street or in outside in front of the residences? I saw people, but it was like they were pretty much doing their own thing and, you know, maybe one looked to see why is that car going so slow and what I made it known. I was, you know, this is this is not right. You know, like, what are you doing? Are you making me write these uh, tag numbers and they're going to see this Spanish lady sitting in the car and, you know, in their neighborhood? What were the race or the ethnicity of the people you saw on the street or near the restaurant? Hispanic. You said he was wearing some type of hat? Yes. Describe it as best as you can. Like a jungle, like a jungle hat, something to cover cover his face. And how was it, was it in fact obscuring any part of his face? Yeah, he had it like he was, he didn't want to be seen. Well, I mean, describe for us. Yeah, it's like a thing that comes down, you know, so you cover it up, you know, to cover himself up. Was he sitting upright as he drove? He's sitting upright because his face, they, whoever sees him, they're not going to see his face. That thing is you know, practically covering it, but they're pretty sure they saw mine. Do you recall whether or not during the time you were dating him that he was uh, selling ice cream on his route? Yes, he was selling ice cream. Did he ever indicate to you whether he was uh, conducting his investigation by asking people on the street during the time he was uh, selling ice cream. Yes. Well, was there a special genre or actor that you liked movies of that you would watch with him? Yes. And what was that? That was the um, Charles Bronson. Okay. What type of Bronson movies were they? The Vigilante. And did Mr. Keeley watch those with you at, at his residence? Yeah, we watched it at his home. Did he make any statements about vigilante justice? Yes. What he, he felt that it was right, that, you know, what took place in the movie. It was, he had every right to do it. Did you ever see any type of clothing or shirt inside the Keeley resident that had any type of law enforcement insignia or wording on it? 
Yes, I did. Tell us about what you saw. Um, walking in his room uh, towards the right where the closet was, when you walk in, I saw a shirt that said police on it. Did you take of it any, anything at the time? No. I want to show you an, uh, an, a photograph that is not in evidence, so I'm going to ask you not to describe it. But I'm going to ask you, do you see uh, Mr. Keeley, the defendant, in this photograph? Yes. And does how is, during the time that you dated Mr. Keeley, how did his build, his weight, his bulk, compare to how it's depicted in this photograph, States Exhibit 98? It was after the first time I met him, he was skinny. But in this one, he has more weight, so he was like that. He had more weight. Was, did he appear, his build appear to be the same as you dated him as shown in this photograph, States 98? Right. At some point, did you ever go to a gun show with Mr. Keeley? Yes. Did, were you, did you ever observe and make any type of purchase? Yes. Of what? Um, it looked like the Tommy gun <coughs> round thing that you put on a gun and um, some bullets. Do you remember what caliber of bullets? 45s. They were talking about 45s, him and the vendor. Okay. And I have referred to this defendant, Michael Keeley, but do you see the individual Michael Keeley that you dated in 2010 in the court today? Yes, I do. Can you describe where you see that person, what that person is wearing? A blue shirt. And where is he located in the courtroom? Uh, to the right of the table. To your... To my, to my right. Okay. Please let the record reflect she has identified the defendant, Michael Keeley. Record shall so reflect. No further questions, I turn to the witness. I'd Do you want me to leave these photographs here for you? All members of the jury are present and seated. Everyone else may be seated this time. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, welcome back. We're going to now turn to the cross-examination. Mr. Powers, did I hear you say that Mr. Keekley had told you that the female that was part of the robbery was Hispanic? Yes. Do you recall giving a deposition in this case? Yes. And uh, it was back in 2012 when one would think this was fresher in your head, correct? Yeah. Would you agree with me? Um, there was a lot I didn't remember, but I do remember him saying that she was Hispanic. She was from the neighborhood. Okay. And so let's talk a little bit about that on page 40. 
of your deposition, which was taken on September 18th, 2012. Do you recall beginning, I can't see the line number because of the, I think it's 22. Do you recall um, being asked this question, the question, did he mention the race of these people? And your answer being he did, he said they were black, and then somehow it changed that they were Hispanic. Do you recall that? Yes. Okay. Um, were you given a copy of this deposition yeah. to review in preparation to testify to this jury? Yes. Okay. Um, did you recall, just to make sure that I'm clear, anywhere else where you said, oh no, the, you know, he said the female was Hispanic? Anywhere? Can you repeat that? Yeah. Do you recall reading when you were reviewing your deposition in preparation to testify? No, I don't recall. Right. And we, we spoke, well, not just you and me, but at the time Paul Carr was on the case, we spoke for hours. Right? Yes, we did. And you knew when we spoke that it was important. It's called a discovery deposition. And we begin by telling you it's, we're here to discover what you know. Right? Or what I can recall, yeah. Excuse and me, Ms. Gowdy, I'm sorry for interrupting. Maybe we approach this? Yes, sure. So we'll start on page 39. And what you're describing in the depot is kind of what you described to the jury about the first time you saw Mr. Keatley in 2010 at that bar called the, the Docks, right? Mm -hmm. Is that a yes? Yes. Okay. And if you recall, during that questioning, you couldn't remember which bar it might have been, and then you and Mr. Corr, who was from Ruskin, started talking about different bars that were around at the time, and you all settled on the docks. Oh, Objection. Do you recall Objection. that? Objection. I'm sorry. Objection to form, improper form, as to. Well, I don't want to make a speaking objection, so. All right, well, form. Um, rephrase the question. Do you recall that you were telling um, us about when Mr. Keatley walked into this bar and that everybody was making a big fuss about him because he had been shot? Do you recall that? Yes. Did you ever tell anybody about anybody saying 50 cents or playing something, machine gun fire? I don't even know what that is. Do you, do you recall ever telling any of us that? No, I don't recall. Well, when you re reviewed your depot, did you see that you had said that to any of us? If I did, I don't remember. So, you get asked, and we're beginning on page 39, line 12, or 13, what did he say happened? He said he was selling ice cream. It was at the end of the night. He was pulling over. Question, you say at the end of the night? Answer, for him, the end of the shift. Question, the end of the shift? Uh, answer, right, the end of the shift. Question, you don't know if it was nighttime or daytime? Answer, no. Question, okay. Answer, that he pulled into an alley, a girl apprehended him, begging him for ice cream. He didn't want to give the ice cream. He agreed to give her an ice cream. 
went to the ice cream box where the ice cream was, and while he was going for the ice cream, two gentlemen jumped out of the car, hooded, and one opened the door to his ice cream truck, and then they entered the truck, and he basically, and then the, the question is, both of them entered or one entered? I know you weren't there, but I'm, I'm, trying, I'm not trying to find out what really happened. I'm just asking what he told you. Uh, answer, from what I understood, okay, that both of them went in the truck and that he gave them money, offered them what money he had, and that they had told him to get on his knees and turn around, and he didn't want to turn around, and he was trying to question, like scared? Answer, trying to explain to the gentleman that, guys, you know, think about this. You know, you'll burn in hell. You know, there's a higher power you'll have to answer to. It's not worth it. So he did, in his many words, was telling me he tried very hard to convince the gentleman not to shoot him because they insisted that he turn around. Question, did he mention the race of these people? Answer, he did. He said they were black, and somehow it changed that they were Hispanic. Do you recall that? Yes. Did I also hear you say that when Mr. Keatley supposedly used these uh, great computer skills to find out something about your home, that you were there and saw him use his computer? I didn't say he had great computer skills. You I said, he, said that he, he was savvy. Savvy. And by savvy, you mean what? He typed very well. He typed very well. Mm -hmm. Do you recall um, talking in the depot about that? And and telling us when you told us that information that this was told to you over the phone. You weren't even there. Objection to form. Sustain Did you tell us that in the depot? Objection to form. Broke, broke, broke. Did you say, or have you ever said, that this information was given to you over the phone? The information about Gloria Santos being uh, somehow and your ex-husband having a $180,000 mortgage on your home. I don't remember. Excuse me? I don't remember. Okay. Can I show you um, your, let me show you your depot, let me get to the page. Uh, take a look, you can store it beforehand because it goes on for a series of pages. So you may want to start on the top of page 54 and work your way down to page 
57 line 8 or 9. Okay? Tell us when you're done. What I'm trying to do is, is um, remember the night that he was on the computer. I want to see, do you think that deposition would, rec would refresh your recollection as having said that you were over the phone when this information was relayed to you? Or not? I didn't hear your question because I'm reading the deposition. Well, you asked me a question. I was answering you. I didn't hear you. I was reading it. Okay, go ahead and read from 54 to midway down 57. What pages did you want me to go? Because this is talking about target practice. 54 through 57. Oh. You had it on 57, not 54. So I started reading but from I told 57. You begin, begin on the top of 54 and go I understand, down but you, you handed it to me on page 57, and I started reading from 57. I didn't even look at the page. Does that refresh your recollection? Uh, yes. On page 55, it says, as he was telling me the name of the woman that notarized the documents, it came to my, it came to my surprise that she was, that she was my ex-husband's girlfriend. So apparently my ex-husband and his girlfriend, they had, they had taken out a loan for $180,000. That's when we were face to face. Okay. However, on page 66, it says, soon after. You mean 56? Page 56. Okay. And it says, soon after Michael had found out this information, I, that Michael had found out this information, I was so impre ex impressed, which says expressed, I don't know what that's a typo, you know, and the way that he had helped me find something out that I became very fond of him. So this was soon after that we were face to face. He was on the computer and had told me that a loan had been taken out. Okay, keep reading. You stopped found on him. Let's go. Then I become affectionate towards him. Keep going. Yeah, because I called him Superman. That he found What's this information. What's the next question out. and answer? <coughs> How did he find? How did he find it out? Rephrase. If you're going back to refreshing recollection, do you recall saying that um, when you were asked, could he use a computer? And do you recall saying real estate savvy and he could use the computer? And the question being, with both hands. And you saying, I don't know if he used both hands. We were on the phone. Okay, At any that's time. Not, that's not refreshing recollection. Approach. You never noticed him or how he uh, used the computer, whether he used both hands, whether he used one hand. You never noticed that during the few months you dated him, did you? Don't look at your deposition. Just answer the question. I did notice he was using both hands. Okay. Do you recall on page 56 being asked with both hands, line 16, and your answer being, I don't know if he used both hands. We were on the phone, 
And any time that he did use the computer, I never really noticed. I did say that. And that's what you said in 2012, correct? That's what I said. I think you said on direct examination that you never noticed Mr. Keatley having any physical disabilities at all, correct? No, I never took notice. Um, do you recall telling us that Mr. Keatley had a limp? I don't recall. Page 85, line 3. Did you, ever show, did, he, did you ever show any other disability? Hands, you know, you said he sometimes hold his hands up and, and your answer is yes, he had a slight limp. Do you recall saying that? No. All right. If you would have said it then, that would have been the truth, right? At the time, yeah because you swore to tell the truth just like you did today. Then. To the best of my knowledge, okay. yes. Um, and do you recall saying that in fact, he had what you called a limpy hand? I saw him at one time. With a limpy hand? Okay, at and one you're time. demonstrating for the record as if like, both? Like this, at Both one time. hands or mm -hmm. one hand? Both hands. And Mr. Keatley would complain of pain, and he, you were aware of the series of medications he took, right? I wasn't aware of the medications that he took. I, I think his mother was the one that was measuring the medications, and then if he took it, I didn't take notice to that. Uh, today you said um, that Mr. Keatley um, had had you you and he uh, did some target practice on a, sport, on a rusty sports car there on his parents' property. Correct? I think there were more than one car. Okay, but you did target practice, I think you said on two occasions, correct? One occasion. One occasion. Um, you recall when Detective Lugo asked you to meet him and first interviewed about this case, correct? Um. I, yeah, I think he called me. He wanted to talk to me. And you met him at a Starbucks, correct? Yes, because I wasn't sure if he was a real detective or not. You didn't tell Detective Lugo. Well, once you got there, you knew he was a real detective. He correct? showed his identification, yes. And you spoke to him for about an hour, correct? Most likely, yes. And during that hour-long conversation, you never told Detective Lugo, that you had, had uh, done target practice with Mr. Keatley, did you? He probably didn't ask. Well, you knew that Mr. Lugo, or Detective Lugo, was there to gather as much information as he could, right? Yes. And in fact, you volunteered during that conversation the Charles Bronson uh, alleged movie marathon, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. I tried to be as helpful as possible. So you were trying to be as helpful as, as, as possible, and you knew that he was investigating Michael Keatley, 
correct? I didn't know if he was just investigating. All I knew is, is that he wanted to talk to me. So whether he was investigating somebody or not, I don't know. Well, he was there to talk to you about Michael Keatley. But he was talking to me. And so I gave him the information, the best to my knowledge at the time. So for those reasons, you didn't tell him, hey, and by the way, we target shot over at his parents' property. No, I was very nervous at the time anyway, so I didn't even want to be there. Now, when and during this period of a couple of months or whatever it was that you were dating Michael Keatley in 2010, prior to the shootings, you were suffering from a mental health issue, correct? Does it have anything to do with anything? I'm asking you a question. You I were want to answer. Your Honor, can you instruct the witness to answer the question? Yeah, you have to answer the question. Yes. And you were diagnosed as having bipolar disorder. Right? I had just been diagnosed. I didn't even know I had it. And um, you realized, and in fact, you had told Mr. Pruner prior to us deposing you that uh, it caused memory problems for you, correct? Yes, it did. It still does. It still does, all these years, correct? Yes. And, and you believe that's something you had had for a long time, correct? No, I had just been diagnosed at that time. Right, but it didn't pop up instantaneously. Objection, you believed you had, yeah, had right. bipolar for a while. Objection it pretty much did pop up. Okay. Ms. Towers, you were experiencing these same symptoms, memory loss, prior to us taking your deposition, correct? If I did, I wasn't aware of it. Well, you were, you were experiencing these issues since at least 2004, correct? No. Beginning at line 16, I ask you this question. And we were talking about some of the issues that related to mental health issues. And I say, okay, now let me ask you this. Has anybody discussed with you, when they've been discussing with you, you know, your heavy um, and depression and all of these things that you've gone through and the fact that you had an underlying bipolar disorder, have they discussed with you that that can affect your memory of things? And you say, I explained to Mr. I say Pruner, and you say Pruner that I was going through a depression and that it does, that it can in fact, with all of the other things that are going on in my life, that can definitely affect my memory. I believe it goes hand in hand. Do you recall that? Yes. And you weren't relating just to the time of the deposition, you were relating since you had moved from New York to Tampa, correct? What was I relating? What we were talking about, the context of what we were talking about, wasn't just in the context of the depot, it was talking about what you had been experiencing since you had gone through your divorce and moved from New York to Tampa in 2004, correct? Yes, I was going through a very difficult time. Okay. 
And during the time period when you uh, dated Mr. Keatley, you would put his weight at about 200 pounds, correct? For me to say how many pounds, I wouldn't be able to say. All I know is he was heavier than he was when I met him for the first time. Do you recall? He had gained some weight after he was uh, released from the hospital. Do you recall describing him as weighing 200 pounds? Maybe he was. He's a big guy. But do you recall saying that? I that could have said 200, 200 pounds? Yeah. For, his, for his size. The court reporter is taking out everything you said, so we can't talk over each other because then there won't be a record. So just please don't talk over each other. Re-ask the question. Yeah. Do you recall saying that he weighed about 200 pounds? I don't recall, but I could have said that, yes. Okay. Now, so we talked about the limpy hand, and we talked about uh, the limp, and now let's talk about a couple of other things. Your relationship with Mr. Keatley um, graduates from developing into a romantic relationship into more intimate when you help him take a shower, correct? He asked me to help him. And the reason why you help him take a shower is because he had difficulty washing himself, correct? So he said. And, um, and so that's why you assisted him, correct? I assisted him, yes. And during the time that you dated Mr. Keatley, he only wore Velcro shoes, correct? I have no idea. Do you recall telling us that during the time that you dated Mr. Keatley, he only wore sneakers? They looked like sneakers. And that they were Velcro? I don't know if they were Velcro, I don't remember. Page 88, beginning on line 15, you get asked this question. How about boots, like these laced up combat boots? Answer, whenever Michael was with me, he always wore sneakers. Question, sneakers? Answer, sneakers slip on. Question, them kind of sneakers that like old folks, like me, this was Mr. Cord talking, although I'm now an old folks too. Me wear when you kind of Got the Velcro thing. His sneakers were Velcro sneakers, is your answer. His think his mother bought them for him, and I do believe he explained to me that he had a difficult time tying his sneakers, and that's why he wore Velcro. Do you recall that? I don't recall it, but if that's what I said. That's what you said. Okay. Now, we talked a little bit about um, with Mr. Pruner about, and I'm going to show you State's Exhibit, I think it's 106. Can you see it on your screen, ma'am? Yes, ma'am. Um, that's, when we're looking at this photograph, what we're looking at is Michael Keatley's parents' home, 
correct? Yes. And I think you talked about that you had met his parents on numerous occasions, correct? Yes, ma'am. And they were very nice and very, very sweet nice. people. Very nice. Correct? Yes. And this is their house, and he was living in that house, correct? Yes, ma'am. And this computer that we see in this photograph, you see it? The laptop? Yes. That computer was used by everybody in the house, correct? I never saw anybody else use it. Do you recall talking about, well, let me ask you this. Did you, you never saw Mr. Keatley, the father, who's Michael Thomas Keatley. You never saw him using that computer? I never saw Michael Thomas use it. No. And then when we go to States Exhibit 125. Do you see that? Yes, ma'am. Um, that's Mr. Keatley's bed, correct? The hospital bed, yes. And that bed was in his room, Yes, correct? yes. And that's the only bed that was in his room, The correct? only bed. Now, you, the two of you mutually broke up, right? Yes. And you broke up sometime in mid to late September, correct? I guess, yeah. And when you broke up, that was it. You, you were going to be friends, but you were no longer going to be kind of boyfriend-girlfriend, correct? We were going to be friends. That was the agreement, yes. And after you broke up, you wanted to reconcile. You wanted to go back and be girlfriend and boyfriend with Mr. Keatley. Not so much girlfriend and boyfriend, but I was hoping that we could reconcile. Your Honor, if I could have a second. Yes. What do you mean by reconcile? We were friends after we broke up, but I was hoping that we could continue on the same level that we were before. When you were boyfriend and girlfriend? <clears throat> on good, better terms, yes. I was hoping for better terms, not how it was when we were girlfriend and boyfriend. So, and, and you repeatedly texted Mr. Keatley, correct? What do you mean by tested? Text. Oh, text, yes. And you would send text after text to him, calling him Superman, correct? I called him Superman because of when he helped me with the thing on the house. Right, but this continued, correct? Yeah, that was his nickname. From you, From correct? me. From me. Mm -hmm. And you were texting him uh, in November, correct? Uh, if I did, maybe it was like, I don't even remember in November. You don't remember November of 2010? I don't remember in November. Let me show you what I'm going to mark as Defense Exhibit 3. Take a look at it and see if that refreshes your recollection. It does show November. It does. Does it yes. show your name? And it shows my name. And do you recall that being your phone number? 
It has to be. I, I, I've been through a lot of different numbers. Okay. And do you see numerous texts on those pages? Yes, I do. And they're from you? Yes. And they're to Mr. Keatley? Uh, I said, hey, how are you, Superman? Mm-hmm. Okay. And through these texts, and I can give them back to you so you can look at them again, you're asking him to meet you out at a karaoke bar, correct? If that's what it says. And you're asking him why you, the two of you can't get together, isn't that correct? If that's what it says. And he doesn't respond. If he didn't, then he didn't. Your Honor, if I could have a second. Yeah. Let me ask you this before I talk to my client and Mr. Gonzalez. When you talked to Detective Lugo, and I think you were telling us earlier, you were trying to give him all the information you had, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. When you talked to him and you talked about Death Wish, did you tell him what you told the jury today about that Mr. Keatley said he agreed with vigilante justice and thought it was good? Um, that was a conversation that we were having. I was saying how much I admired Charles Bronson. I we went over the subject of uh, vigilantism, and he said that, yes, he agrees with, uh, with that. Did you tell Detective Lugo that when he interviewed you at the Starbucks back in December of 2010? Is this Detective Lugo's uh, version? Objection. Yeah, yeah. Ms. Tower? Yes. Could you please just read that to yourself? Don't read the comments. Okay. Read it to yourself. And, I did. And then let me, you did. Did yes. it refresh your recollection? Yes. It also refreshed my recollection that I did not tell Detective Lugo that he bought a 45 caliber. He got that all wrong. Okay. So. When you read this, does it refresh your recollection that you did not tell Detective Lugo that Mr. Keatley said he believes in vigilante justice, mm -hmm. agrees with vigilante justice? No, correct? I didn't. I didn't you tell did him. Not. No. Okay. And let's talk a little bit about the 45 caliber. You talked a little bit on direct, and what you told the state is you went to a gun show with Mr. Keatley. Correct. I'm sorry. You went to a, a gun 45 show. caliber. Right. No. The, the bullets were 45. That's where I'm going. Not a gun. That's where I'm going. Okay. On direct, you told the state, and you told all of us, that you went to a gun show with Mr. Keatley, correct? Yes. In Sarasota, correct? Yes. And when you were there, you believe he bought that little round uh, Tommy gun looking thing? Yes. Uh, that you, you thought might have been in one of the photos, correct? Yes. And in addition to that, he bought some ammunition. Yes. And you believe it was a 45 caliber ammunition because that's what you heard him and the individual he was buying it from discussing. They said something about 45. They were talking about 45s. You never saw Mr. Keatley purchase a firearm. 
ever no. in your relationship, correct? Except for the one that he showed me that he said he purchased online. Okay, a except for that one. The rifle. one, the one he shot, he shot up in the air. Up in the air outside of the kitchen. Outside of the kitchen. Besides that, and mm -hmm. you didn't see him purchase that. He just showed it to you. He and just said showed he had it, bought yeah. it online. And yeah, I wanted to try it out. We need to try to listen to my question and then answer because the problem is this poor lady. If we were talking in a restaurant, we could do that, but she's trying to write everything down. Okay? I forgot. All right, so wait till I finish the question and I'll wait till you finish it. Sorry. That's okay. And so the one we're talking about, you didn't see him purchase. He just told you, hey, I got this either online, it got shipped to me, whatever. He bought it, it came via mail, correct? Correct. Okay. When you met, with Detective Lugo, he told you that the reason he wanted to meet with you is because Mr. Keatley was a murder, uh, murder suspect, correct? He said that he was calling people in to get their stories on him. On Mr. Keatley? On Mr. Keatley. Okay. And or that, what did I know? Anything that I could, any information that I could give him would be very helpful to him. Okay. And and that's what he told you. Well, you know, any information that you give me is helpful to me, correct? Yes, and I even asked him, do I have to go? I didn't want to go. And so you meet with him and you talk to him like we talked about for about an hour. Reluctantly, right? yes. And you didn't tell him about the taking down of the license plates, right? No, I just wanted to hurry up and get out of there. And... Um, you didn't tell him about the target practice, practice, correct? Probably not, no. Okay. And so you told him what you told him, right? Yeah. Let me ask you this. When you rode around with Mr. Keatley, one of the things the two of you would do when you were dating is you would ride around in cars, right? You would ride around in either your car or in that truck, correct? I would mostly ride around in my car. Okay, and so you'd ride around and you'd ride through some of the neighborhoods that he would sell ice cream in, right? Not just those neighborhoods. You rode around, you know, all over. But that, those were some of the neighborhoods also that you would ride along in, or ride around in, correct? That was one of the neighborhoods. <laughs> and the people within those neighborhoods, he was very fond of, and they were very fond of him, correct? So he, that's what he said. Okay. I don't have any other questions for him. Redirect. Yes. As to whether or not you told Detective Lugo about having written down license plate numbers. I want to provide you to ask you to read to see if this refreshes your memory on that issue. Okay, do not read it out loud. Just read it to yourself. <coughs> First, is that the same document that you were just shown? Yes. Okay, so please read to yourself the entire paragraph. So my question is, does that refresh your memory as to whether you told Detective Lugo that you drove around with Mr. Keating and, and took down license plate numbers that he read out? Yes. 
And did you do that? Did you tell Detective Lugo that information? Yes. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. You may step down. You may be excused as a witness this time. Let me have the attorney's approach briefly. Thank you, Your Honor. Yeah.